Hi, friends. I don't know about you, but during the very frantic holiday season, what helps me get through is thinking about how I'm going to prioritize my own self-care and creativity in the new year. Because if I have a plan for myself and I know I'm going to be prioritizing myself by signing up for a class or a mastermind, then that helps me feel like, okay, I'm going to see the light at the end of the tunnel of this frenetic, frantic holiday season. So I just announced my 2024 offerings in terms of courses and masterminds. So I have a journaling course. I have a memoir mastermind. I have consultations. I have a writer workout membership to jumpstart your writing many different ways that you can achieve your writing and wellness goals for 2024. And most of the offerings start in January. So you'll want to look now to see what would work really well for you so that you're already signed up and you have a plan for the new year. Everything is over at my website, nadinekennyjohnstone.com under the work with me tab. So let's dive into today's episode. Whatever you say to your past self is likely what your future self would say to you now. This is Heart of the Story, and I'm Nadine Kenny Johnstone. I believe that stories save us, and that's why I've spent my life immersed in books first as a writing professor, and now as an award-winning author who leads women's writing and wellness workshops and retreats. I find that no matter how zen we strive to be, life rarely goes as planned, but stories are our steadfast companions. And since the last few years have brought huge transitions to everyone, including me, I wanted to talk to other women who have lived real lives and have been audacious enough to share all the messy, joyous, complicated bits. I thought I could learn a thing or two from them about writing and healing and about, well, being human. And it's been one of the greatest thrills of my life. So join me for powerful conversations with today's top women writers and wellness experts who go beyond the surface level and into that deep, raw, honest place, the heart of the story. Hi, friends. (laughs) Greetings from the ocean. So if the audio sounds a little bit different today, that's because I'm standing on the beach. We're here for winter break in Florida. And I wanted to paint the picture for you so that if you need some sunshine and some ocean, it's here for you. So it's early morning. The sun has just risen. The sky is aglow with streaks of pink, purples, blues. The waves are coming in. Sea foam is gathering on the shoreline. The air smells sweet but salty. The pelicans are diving. The other morning I saw pods of dolphins splashing around and swimming in the water. 
and it's a really, really reflective scene. So I hope that if you need some ocean, you can have it for yourself today. Today's topic is all about something that's been on my mind lately, but also I talk to my friends, a lot of them are feeling this way too. And that is envisioning what you want for 2022. So journaling is a really helpful way to do what we're about to do, this sort of envisioning, but you don't need a journal at all. You can do this while you're walking or jogging Unloading the dishwasher doesn't matter. You can sit down and meditate and close your eyes and do it mentally, or you can pull out a notebook and a pen. Either way is fine. Journaling, though, specifically is a really, really helpful tool. First of all, it's super accessible. All you need is a notebook and pen. For me personally, it has been the number one companion throughout my entire life when I needed to vent, when I was confused or uncertain and needed clarity, when I needed to give self-compassion to a hurting part of my soul, when I needed reassurance that everything was going to be all right. And if you're new to journaling, that's what it can do for you too. So even before I discovered meditation years ago, I turned to journaling. So I turned to journaling when I was a kid and was, you know, kind of nerdy and dorky. I turned to it as an angsty preteen, as a confused high schooler, as a college student trying to figure her life out, as a grad student trying to get serious about my profession as a new resident of Massachusetts who didn't know anybody except for my husband, as a new mom, again and again I've turned to journaling. And it helps anyone to have a place to get out of their body the things that are troubling them. So if you are feeling confused, sad, uncertain, excited but overwhelmed, in need of self-compassion, the journal is here for you. And if you want more information on my whole background as a journaler and now as a journaling instructor, I am really honored that Authority Magazine recently interviewed me about how journaling has made me more calm, mindful, and resilient. You can check out that article. I posted it on Instagram, so you'll see the post. You'll also see the link in my bio. And so check it out on Instagram at Nadine Kenny Johnstone. I'll also put the link in my show notes. But I loved it because it's something I've been doing my whole life. And once I started realizing that it's a helpful tool to teach other people, It has been a great joy to just share these prompts with other people and go, oh, this clarity and sweetness that I've been feeling for years, I can teach other people to do as well. And they can give themselves the gift of self-compassion and a lot of clarity. 
So I'll give you a little bit of that today as we look towards 2022. First of all, though, I find that in order to look ahead, we sometimes have to peek back, not to dwell on things that didn't work, but just to reflect and to gather up information. So if you're curious about this, I recently did an episode called Celebrate Yourself about celebrating the milestones of 2021. Yes, in your professional life, but also in your personal life and who is the person you became in 2021. So that would be a helpful episode to check out. But also there's something else that I find really, really poignant as well. So the other day I was doing some journaling on the porch. I was listening to the waves and I was using Shauna Nyquist's uh, Present Over Perfect guided journal, which I love. And it had a great question in there, which is, what would you say to yourself, the version of you 10 years ago? Ooh, this one gave me pause for sure. And the reason why I bring that prompt up now for you is because whatever you say to your past self is likely what your future self would say to you now. Interesting, right? So I'll give you a few different examples of this. So 10 years ago, I had just undergone an IVF procedure that didn't go as planned. I ended up having internal bleeding, had to go into emergency surgery where they had to um, find the source of bleeding, suture me, and save my life because I was massively, massively internally bleeding. And so I, 10 years ago, was just coming out of that whole debacle. And it was one of the lowest points of my life. I felt fragile. I was an optimist who suddenly felt like the world was betraying me, the universe, life itself was betraying me. I was starting to not feel optimistic anymore. I desperately yearned for a child and it seemed I couldn't, we couldn't have one. I was lonely. I was recovering and trying to heal, but um, didn't have family nearby. And it just felt like nothing was working out. And to make matters worse, IVF was definitely straining my husband's and my relationship. It was so hard. And of course it would have been nice to have a crystal ball and to know that we would have our beautiful boy that our relationship would flourish, that I would end up in a profession that I love. But I knew none of that. And what I really needed was to be seen in my pain. I needed someone to acknowledge my pain and that someone was me. So if I were to look back, I would say exactly what I did say in my journal at the time, which is, Oh my gosh, this is so hard. You're going through so much right now. This is beyond. We just want to be acknowledged. 
And the other thing that I needed was to know that how I was feeling was not going to be my permanent state of emotion because it was so much of a low point that I couldn't imagine ever feeling differently. I really did think that I was just going to remain that disheartened, that pessimistic forever and ever. I needed reassurance that I would feel other things again, like delight or joy or deep love, trust. And part of the reason why I'm standing at the ocean right now is because I recently listened to a podcast interview with Jewel, the musician. If you don't know about her background, she had a really rough upbringing in Alaska. Her mother left when she was young. Her dad then turned to alcoholism. It was a very volatile home. They didn't have much money. So she moved out at age 15. And she was so low and sad and she one day was sitting near the ocean and she just sat for hours and hours and she was just feeling so depressed and eventually the tide went out and it came back in and it just hit her that oh feelings are like this too they are impermanent and she realized that she could shift eventually and feel something different than she was feeling. It didn't solve all of her problems in that moment. It just gave her a glimmer of hope that her deep, deep sadness would not be her state of emotion forever and ever, that she could feel differently or might feel differently at some point. And really that's helpful for us to know when we're in these moments of hardship. We want to be seen and we want to know that we will feel some kind of different emotion at some point. And another time when I have looked back at my previous self is recently a friend had a newborn baby and she texted me late at night and she asked me, okay, what do I do? (laughs) I'm a new mom, give me all of the advice. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't even know. Geo is eight and a half now. The newborn baby days feel so long ago. And I just thought, okay, what would my new mom self need to know? And oh my goodness, I was an anxious mom. Here was this tiny, fragile being that I loved so much and I just wanna wrap him up in a safe bubble. And I was reading the baby books and researching all the products and how do I soothe and am I doing it wrong and blah, 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 and watching the monitor and oh my goodness, all he wanted was love. All Gio ever wants and wanted was to be held. He just wanted to be near me, around me, (laughs) being held by me. And that is always the answer, isn't it? When we want to make a relationship work, when we want to give it everything that we have, when we really are deeply invested in that relationship, is that all they ever want from us is love and attention 
and all we ever want from them is love and attention, right? So it is so interesting that whatever we would say to our past self is what we would want our future self to say to us now. And it is what our future self would say to us now. It's the same advice, right? Every time. It's like the, the us 10 years from now would look back at us now and say, whatever you're feeling, it's temporary. You will feel other emotions. Also, they would say, I see you. I see what you're going through. I see the fill in the blank pain, excitement, overwhelm. You're going through it. Acknowledgement. And then at the end of the day, they would say, okay, here's the answer. (laughs) Love. (laughs) Love for yourself. Love for other people. Love for this world. Even in my own household, I'm always searching for, okay, what would solve this issue right now? always the answer. Love for myself, love for my people. That's it. That's what it comes down to. (laughs) You know, I look around in our house. It's like Jamie shows his love by cooking meals for us. It's such a tactile thing. And the way that I do a lot of what I do is like by myself in front of a notebook or laptop as a writer. And so I often am thinking like, Okay, how do I make sure my people feel truly loved by me? And then I remember that I'm a very affectionate person. And really at the end of the day, all they ever want from me is that love and attention and affection. And I just need to keep on hugging my people and snuggling with my people. (laughs) And I need to do the same to myself. So I hope that by looking back at past you from this past year, past few years, it helps you understand what you need and what you may need moving forward. And that the answers almost always are the simplest. Acknowledgement of pain, realizing the impermanence of feelings, and love for yourself, for other people, for this planet. So now let's look ahead to 2022 and let's think about something that I learned from the author Danielle Laporte, who has a book called The Desire Map. And rather than asking yourself, what goals do you have for 2022? She first begins the question of, How do you want to feel? How do you want to feel? This is huge because what's the point of having goals if they don't help you feel good? What's the point? What are we chasing, right? And so I've been doing this and I usually pick three words. And for me, those words are alive, wondrous, and connected. I want to feel vibrant, 
knowing how precious this life is certainly makes me want to live it to the fullest and feel alive seeing the beauty of this world moving my body in ways that make me feel good dancing running enjoying the wonderful pleasures of food and people and laughter and color and beauty and art for wondrous I want to remember that I can be in a state of wonder and awe that I can plan all I want and usually the world will continue to surprise me with miraculous moments of joy that leave me in a state of awe and wonder. Moments I couldn't even possibly plan or fathom. So I wanna be open to possibility. And then connected, I wanna feel connected to people socially. I wanna feel connected to my loved ones, really truly deeply connected. And I do right now, so I want to continue that. I also want to feel connected to this earth, to nature, to this planet. So for you, how do you want to feel this year? I want to give you a moment to really think about that. You might close your eyes, pause. How do you want to feel this year? What emotions are you after? What makes you feel full? Notice what words instinctively pop up without you even really having to dig down very deeply. Your heart knows what it longs for. Usually how you want to feel is your heart's deepest longing and desire. It also helps you recognize possible voids that might be there. How you want to feel is likely Maybe how you're not fully feeling yet or what you want to continue on into the future. Maybe there were ways you wanted to feel in 2021 that just didn't fully get recognized and they carry through to this year. So how do you want to feel? Notice this, write these words down. Usually three is good. More than that, like five, seven, it can get a little overwhelming and hard to kind of remember throughout the year. Maybe it's one, one word. And this word helps, or these three words help, whatever you choose, because as you're going about your actions in your life, you ask yourself, is this making me feel blank, alive, wondrous, connected? If not, 
then maybe it's not something you want to be after. Maybe it's not something you want to pursue. So once you establish these words, then you ask yourself, what are the actions that you can take in order to feel those feelings? This is a really interesting way of goal setting. It's working really intentionally and organically rather than backwards. So if you want to feel a certain way, what steps can you take towards that emotion? So if you want to feel these feelings, who are the people you want to surround yourself with? Who are the people you want in your life, you want to spend more time with? It's also a clarifier. Maybe there are people you want to spend less time around. If you want to feel this way, well then, what are the places you want to be in? The environments you want to surround yourself with? that help to spark those feelings or they foster those emotions. In order to feel the way you want to feel, what are some of the actions that you want to take? What do you want to do? And maybe you might have some loftier goals, that's fine, but What's something you could do in the next five minutes, the next 20 minutes, the next hour or the next day, right? So maybe when you're done with this meditation, you can write an email, you can make a phone call, you could have a conversation, you can set an appointment for something. So these aren't things that are far out in the future. These are things that you could do starting now. And then you might also have some longer term actions that you think about working at bit by bit by bit. And then if you want to feel the way you want to feel, what are the interactions you want to have? The experiences. How do you want to be with people and in the world? What do you want to be doing? How do you want to be talking, gesturing, interacting? In order to feel the way you want to feel, how do you want to show up in the world? Who do you want to be for other people and for yourself this year? And if you can, Either jot these things down in a journal or 
put them on a note section in your phone just so that you have little anchors to come back to. And notice how when you did that exercise, it became very visual and visceral. That works so much better than goals on a page without the visualization. This envisioning and the feeling the feelings you want to feel and imagining the people, the places, the experiences, the inner you that you want to be this year, that makes it dimensional. That makes it motivational. It's like, oh, this is how I want to feel. This is who I want to be. And then the big question is why? Why? Why does this matter? Why do the feelings matter? Why do the people, places, actions matter? Why does showing up as this version of yourself matter? Can you answer the why? Why is it important to you? And when you answer the why, then the motivation becomes really deeply braided into your being because it's not just goals on a page. It's about who you want to be and in essence, who you've always been that you want to shine even brighter because dot, dot, dot. And usually it has to do with being your full potential because that feels good and being your full potential for yourself and other people. It's usually what it comes down to. It's somewhere at the core. It's about love. Love. Love for yourself. Love for others. Love for this world. What more motivation do you need than that? And now the key is, as you move forward with this vision, and you imagine the truest, most beautiful version of your life, per Glennon Doyle, the truest, most beautiful version of your life, that you want, what is that? Once you have it, we hold it in our hearts. We envision it. We do what we can to meet that vision. And yet we release the white knuckle grip of trying to control every piece of that puzzle because we know that life has surprises and we can be open to some really amazing surprises that we never could have planned ever. So can you hold that vision supportingly 
but also not gripping it so hard. Right? It's like you're holding it, your palms pressed together, your hands pressed together, palms up, as if you're holding a dove in your hands, right? You're holding something wonderful and sweet and vibrant in your palms that you want to give it space and life, right? Because just like when I start brand new journals that have blank pages and I start with my best penmanship at the beginning, (laughs) usually by the end, my writing is messy, but I'm there on the page. So if we start with too much pressure for everything to be perfect in 2022, kind of like that perfectly legible entry that has beautiful penmanship, but that doesn't go really, really deep because we're so concerned about it looking pretty on the page, right? Let's let it be a little bit messy. (laughs) When I create a guided journal for you all, and I will, that's one of my future goals. Oh, I can't wait for the day. My first word of encouragement is going to be to get messy. (laughs) (laughs) Lastly, one of the major questions I've been asking myself as of late is inspired by the author Susie Moore, who recently published a book called Let It Be Easy. And that is her mantra for everything. So can you ask yourself this question? How can this be easier? (laughs) How can I let it be easy, whatever it may be in your life? Can this be easier? Do I need such hardship or resistance around this thing? Or are there ways to invite in more ease? So that might help you out as you look forward into 2022. How can we let things be? easy. Okay, friends, here's to you. Here's to 2022 and all the possibilities of what it can be. I want to thank you as always for coming back to this podcast We're soon approaching the one-year anniversary, which is Valentine's Day, and I just cannot believe it. So when I wrote down last year, 2021, what I hoped to do to feel the way I wanted to feel, guess what was on that list? A podcast. And reflecting back and realizing that that dream has come to fruition and continues to just open my heart and you say such kind things about it so it seems to be impacting you and your heart. It's just beyond. It's just beyond what I ever could have imagined. And people ask what it has done for me. And I think that it has given me a place to be 
authentically myself and come to you every single week and talk about the things that are actually on my mind in real time and share the stories that I want to share. And then in turn, it has been so wonderful to hear from you how it has touched your hearts. I got a wonderful message on Instagram the other day from a woman who listens every single week and she was saying how I somehow seem to read her mind with the topics. <laughs> I don't think that's it. I'm not a mind reader. What I do think is that we're less alone than we really think. We're more alike than we really even know. We're thinking about the same things. We're hurting around the same things. We want the same things for ourselves and each other. So if you're feeling a little alone, please know that there are people all over out in the world, including myself, that feel the way you feel, that worry about the same things you worry about, that want the best for you and everyone else. I want to spread love so you're not alone. Thanks for coming back here week after week because you remind me that I'm not alone either. Thank you, as always, to my wonderful producer, Michelle Rado, who has made this podcast possible. You can leave a message on Instagram at Nadine Kenny Johnstone. And remember, every heart has a story and every story has a heart.